Well, hello again, beautiful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you as always. I'm sending out my love, energy, good vibes, and well wishes your way. We've got a very special episode for you. We've got another one of my solo podcast rants, and I am talking about Fallen Dafa in China, human trafficking, the coronavirus, and general ranting. Uh, I had a lot on my mind and just wanted to kind of get some of it out there. It's on YouTube. I posted it a while ago, some of the events that was going on, some of what I'm seeing in the world. So uh, it's a solo podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. If you like the show and you want to support the show, please take a moment, leave a review on iTunes. They help. Consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Even if you toss a buck in the bucket, that would be magnificent and appreciated. Um, you can also do three kind acts a day. That is the best way to support the show possible. If you want to support the work, um, go out in the community, uh, say a kind word, get somebody's name, pick up a piece of trash, uh, forgive somebody, write a letter to a friend, anything you need. Uh, just do three kind acts. It's the best way to support the show. Um, for those of you guys who want to do a little bit of a deeper dive, and you want to learn a step-by-step master system for overcoming self-sabotage, strengthening your connection with spirit, and designing and living the life of your dreams, check out the Soul Compass course that is free when you join the academy. The reason I put this together is because I've worked with so many people who ask the same questions and they really want to get connected to their purpose their purpose and their passion their vocation their spirit their dharma however you want to say it they want to feel fulfilled they want to know they're doing meaningful work and this process will get you there it will install the and it will just help you remember that natural god-given guidance system that you have within you and uh, it's not a permanent destination it is a direction and so if you want to check that out you can uh, go to mattbelair.com click on the academy you'll be taken over there and uh, there's some um, other amazing stuff in there there's uh, meditations brainwave entrainment exclusive content from guests and so much more so would love to have you as a member of the academy Um, and so that's it let's wrap it up by coming to a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy connection happiness enthusiasm energy connection hope and ready to take on this amazing solo podcast hey what's up guys i just wanted to do this quick video um to share some kind of good news i think something positive um that i've seen coming out of this i just saw an article in the epoch times and it talked about how over 600 lawmakers from 30 countries asked beijing to immediately stop falun gong persecution so this was something that I became aware of maybe six years ago now, something like that, where um, I was going to do an event with a few other people that had asked my involvement, and it was going to be a festival or uh, a, a day music event, a weekend music event in California that was going to bring awareness around the forced organ harvesting that was happening in China. I didn't even know that this was going on at that time, and I remember thinking, If this has been happening for so long, how the hell do I not know about it? And one of the uh, co-creators, Nick Janicki, who is an amazing guy, um, he's a co-founder of True Rest Float. Uh, He was kind of putting it on and and wanted to make the event happen. You know, he said, well, the reason why we're going to call this event blacklisted is because if you speak out about this, uh, you're blacklisted from China. 
So if you think about Canada and the U.S. and how many businesses, um, big, big businesses are involved with China and have really deep connections there, um, you can get an idea of what kind of influence they may have in the world. And so a lot of people are talking about the coronavirus. And if you look at each and everything uh, as it's in itself, by itself, um, there's a lot that should be investigated. So first, the PCR test, the guy who invented it, Kerry Mullis, said uh, you shouldn't use this test to test for viral contagions. Uh, many doctors have come out saying that there's many false positives, that this isn't a great way to test, and all kinds of sketchy stuff going on. Um, the World Health Organization said we're going to look at a 3.4% death rate, and it turns out to be 0.26. They also said it was going to spread uh, asymptomatically, and that didn't turn out to be true either. And you can also do some research on the World Health Organization. And when you do, um, you realize that the people of the head of that who are unelected um, may not have the best track records. And there's also financial implications with uh, vaccines and the money trail is very easy to find. I invite you to check out the work of Amazing Polly on YouTube. She does some fantastic research. And it, what I've noticed is that the people that investigate and do full-time research, we're all finding the same conclusions because we're sharing information, we're sharing articles, we're vetting them, we're trying to find the truth about what's going on. And China is a really big topic that people are really not talking about. I really um, am concerned with what's going on there because when I learned about the fallen Dafa, the, the persecution they were going over, this has been going on for 20 years. And it's basically, you know, kind of like Buddhism in the sense where it's about meditation and peacefulness and, and a lot of great qualities um, that go with any kind of what I perceive to be as a, a good religion or ideology is a very peaceful one. And they're being persecuted. And there's a really great article that I'm going to link up here. And let me see if I can do a screen share, share screen, only host. Yes. Okay. Who can share? I should have practiced this before. Only host. Yeah, fine. What's going on here? Let me see if I can figure this out. Only host. Okay. Who can start? I don't know why I can't do this. Oh, there we go. Figure it out. Okay. So hopefully that's got my uh, screen up there. And, you know, this is the article from the Epoch Times, who actually does really great reporting as far as an independent, uh, if they are independent newspaper anyway, um, considering Canadian news is owned by post media, just one outlet in the States, maybe four, if we're lucky, and they all seem to have some sort of agenda. Uh, so when you scroll through this, what is crazy is the amount of people that actually practice fall on Duff. It's, it's quite a bit. Um, 70 million to 100 million people uh, were practicing by 1999. And when I, there's a, there's a, a play that goes around, it's called Shen Yun or Shen Yin. I forget. I'm going to have to look that up. I should have been more prepared, but uh, I was just doing this off the top of my head. And you'll notice that these plays go around. It's kind of like a, you know, a performance based play and kind of like a musical, but not really. But what it, what it does is it shows what's actually happening in China right now. And what has been happening is a persecution of these people. And it's really intense. And that's what the play is about. And it goes across Canada and the US to try to bring awareness to what's happening there. So if you look at this and what is actually going on in the world, um, and a lot of other stuff that seems to be coming up is human trafficking. And so if we want to talk about the coronavirus, that's all fine, well and good. It needs to be a discussion. And because if you look at each and every point of it, it can kind of get down to some 
let's just say less incredible evidence like the death rate or if masks work it, it you know masks are another thing you can find a bunch of evidence that's like well if it's a 0.2% death rate if it doesn't spread asymptomatically why all of a sudden are we enforcing masks with uh, you know draconian type rules and a lot of people who uh, wear masks, it, you know, when you put a mask on, it's impeding your breathing. That's obvious common sense that it's going to lower your immune system. We do need a fresh air. We do need breath. Um, but we also want to take care of our community. And so you need to be able to look past propaganda because in China, you do not have access to Facebook. You do not have access to YouTube. You have to use a VPN to get that. And I trained at uh, Shaolin Academy in China and I was trying to get on Facebook and I couldn't get there and I was asking why. And they said, oh, well, it's censored. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. And they said, actually, if they catch you on Facebook or YouTube, you can actually go to jail. And Definitely fact-checked everything that I say. Um, this isn't a well-researched, not well-researched, but um, I'm not citing it with articles and a lot of things right now. I'm just kind of saying it off the top of my head. Um, but they were, they were telling me that um, when I worked on the Fallen Dafa organ harvesting thing, that they were saying that once you're in jail in China, you don't have any rights. And so somebody can please confirm if that's true or not, but that's how they're kind of getting around this. And so when they're targeting Fallen Dafa, uh, practitioners, you go to jail, you don't have any rights, and then you're having this forced organ harvesting going on. And so when we look at what's happening in the world and what's happening um, to in the Western society like Canada, US, we're seeing censorship like we have never seen before. We have Green Med Info uh, that have done some amazing work, amazing investigations being uh, censored. We have Senator Scott Jensen being attacked, who's a medical doctor of many years and in high standing and is a, is a senator. And so we need to look at this critically. And if you're an individual who is talking about coronavirus or masks, um, you need to open up your aperture a little bit more and to look at all of these other things happening. Because when I was in China, I know what it was like to be in a communist country. It's not a great spot to be. And it's something that uh, I don't prefer to live under. I prefer to live in freedom. Um, I prefer to have the opportunity to grow. And I prefer not going to jail for some sort of crap and having my organs harvested, which is a reality in China. It's crazy. And they have very close ties to the World Health Organization. So for me, I've been researching a lot of stuff um, my whole life. I wanted to know why we still had war, why we still have starvation, all these different kinds of things. Um, and one of the things that I've learned is you, you got to go to the top of the CEOs and see who they're connected with. And so just like if you were investigating, let's say, the mafia or something, and you're like, oh, this guy could be in the mafia. Well, if all of his friends are in the mafia and he has you know, a less than – um, pristine past, then maybe there's a good chance that they're doing some shady things. And so the World Health Organization, you follow the money trail, you look at um, Event 201 with Bill Gates, and, and the whole Bill Gates thing is so crazy because people are like, oh, he's a, he's a great philanthropist. And I never, I had no idea about Bill Gates until all of this stuff. And I just started to look into it. I looked at the money trail. I looked at um, just what his intentions were um, and who he was connected with. And I find out he, you know, funds the Imperial College who did the modeling, connected the World Health Organization. And again, Amazing Polly has a, a great amount of research on this as well as Corbett Report on YouTube. You can go check them out and you can learn a lot of information and then you can go verify that. And whenever you're looking into this stuff, um, just imagine it like weights and scales. Like if you think about the lost uh, symbol with weights and scales, 
you need to be open to all of the information that is out there to see if you're um, on the right track. Because if somebody has an opposing view, so you could say coronavirus is the most deadly virus of all time. You're like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. Um, say, okay, why do you think that? And they say, oh, because um, this m amount of people are dead. And you're like, okay, cool, holy smokes. Uh, so many people have died around the world. And then you can take that in and then you got to go research it. And then when you do, you find that people are dying with COVID, not of COVID. And they're using a test that is not designed to test for viral contagion. It's crazy. So they're dying of, of pre-existing morbidities. Um, in in um, Italy, it was 96% of the people had died of pre-existing morbidity. And then even if you're in a car accident, even if you're in a car accident, they'll test you. And then, oh, if you had COVID at the time, they're going to leave that a, label that a COVID death. So without that perspective and without that frame and without that additional piece of information, it's super frightening. And when people are afraid and they are um, afraid and fear is going through the brain, you're releasing norepinephrine, um, which limits your pattern recognition, which means you can't take in new information. Um, you can't um, see outside the box. You can't see anything else coming, right? So in battle or martial arts, let's say you're at war, right? And, and you could, it's like the freeze. Some people will freeze up in a battle. And so when they freeze up, they're going to just see the one guy coming to get them and they freeze up and then they're toast. But what a master will be able to do is see the danger in it, but then remain focused. And so they're going to be able to perceive all the information around them. And I feel like that's what we need to do as a culture. Um, and one of the big issues that I am seeing and I'm witnessing is it's like this forced polarization. It's giving us no opportunity to speak freely without being attacked. And I'll just say personally, it seems to be on uh, my side of the equation of the research that I would like to share. Um, if I would like to share it and say, hey, you know what? There's some a lot of information that these masks are not effective and it can actually cause harm. If I share that, I'm, I'm being attacked. Um, and people want to enforce this upon me um, based on science and information that is not solid when you look into it and you have to look into it and you have to investigate it um, to see if it, if it holds weight, to see if it's reasonable. And when you look at each individual thing and you kind of break it all the way down, you're going to see that there's something going on. And there's a real, real big discrepancy. And so you know, I look at I look at this censorship that's going on of, of these doctors, of these credible people, of people trying to share. I've been censored from what I've shared, and I just have a small channel, but anybody on a big channel being censored. It's the same thing as blacklisted when we wanted to bring um, the event to Los Angeles. Oh, oh, so let's finish that story because I didn't even finish it. So we're looking at the marketing campaign. We've got Big Axe ready to come down to California uh, with my homie Lyle Maxson. Shout out, buddy. Um, always trying to do some good things. And so we're looking at how we can promote the event, how we can make it big, how we can make it epic, how we can bring awareness to what's going on um, to, to let people know, man, this is happening in China. This is insane. This is terrible. This should not be happening. And we get all the acts and everything's all set in place. And we even get the place in California where we're going to do the, we're, where we're going to do the event. And I believe we'd settled on a weekend event. Maybe it was like two days or something, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. And everything was all well and good until it got to like the final stage. And they found out somebody who owned the land or had to make the final say found out that we were going to do it to bring awareness to what was happening in China. And then all of a sudden, 
it got canceled. They didn't give us the land. Um, you know, Nick ended up losing a lot of money, um, could have lost a lot more um, because of that. So some, it went up a level to a point where somebody said, hey, this is not happening. And that's a really scary thing. And if you look at history, when books are being burned and information is being censored, that's a scary thing. And people like, uh, you know, even Dr. Bruce Lipton, I think, got censored with, uh, censored with Rashid Buttar. And if you know Dr. Bruce Lipton's work, he's amazing. He's committed to making the world a better place. And he's just such an inspiring man and has done amazing work all about empowering you. And he's getting censored. And so when there's strong censorship, there's something happening. And where do they have strong censorship? They have it in China. What's happening in China? A lot of scary stuff. Um, what else is happening in China? Well, they, um, they are a communist party. And now they're you know, attacking Hong Kong and taking their rights away. What's happening in Canada and the US? We're getting our rights taken away. And it's always frightening to dip into anything politically because people lose their mind. And I don't think it's a left or a right. It's just true or not. So you could be Hillary Clinton and you could say a true thing that could be true. Although when I research Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, there's a lot of information there that says they probably don't do positive things. And that's not hard to find. And you got to do your own research and make your own judgments of that. Then you look at Trump. And if you say anything positive about Trump, um, you basically are uh, you know, labeled a racist. And it's like the worst thing you could ever do right now in today's uh, climate. But when I look at the policy, you know, somebody, uh, actually, my friend Aaron was saying this is like, you can hate the man, but not the policy. And so when I look at um, just a difference to kind of illustrate a point is I'm, I'm really skeptical of the World Health Organization of what they've done from the research. I'm really skeptical of China's influence on Canada and the US because of the research that I've done and their connection with the World Health Organization and Gates and, and all the different uh, foundations and things that are connected. So hold on, I'm gonna plug in. So when I hear Trump say that uh, vaccines will be uh, optional, I'm like, yes, that's a good thing. Thank you for saying that. Now, is he lying? I don't know. Um, but I like that sentence and I like that thing. Uh, you know, that, that for me is good. And then I also said he's not going to mandate, mandate mass um, countrywide. For me, that, that speaks to freedom and that's something that I enjoy. Um, now, could he be the worst guy in the entire world? Absolutely. You know, I don't know. And I think we need to go beyond our political system because left and right doesn't work and our political system from my two cents and just, you know, I'm, I'll just say that I think it's been co-opted by corporations. They'll call it a corporatocracy. They'll call it fascism, call it communism, whatever you want. It's just money influencing, you know, a person. And this, if you look at uh, confessions of an economic hitman or you watch zeitgeist too, you see how they take over countries in Africa very easily. They go to the president or the prime minister or whatever they got over there, depending on the country and say, Hey, uh, we're going to give you all this money if we can come in and do these things and take your resources. So the guy's like, yeah, okay. All right. I'll take that money. I'll take an obscene amount of money, 50 million, a hundred million dollars. And I'll do my four years and then I'll be out and I'll just live like a boss on the planet for the rest of my life. That's some self-interest there. That makes sense. And if they have a code, if they're, uh, want, if they're for the people, if they're strong in their integrity, they say, no, uh, they'll say, okay, great. Uh, well, if you don't, we're going to murder you and your whole family. And they'd be like, holy crap. Well, I don't want that to happen. And so then they can bend them that way. And so if you look at politics in Canada and the U.S., there's got to be some people, if not a lot of people, um, that are influenced by money. And usually that will go to uh, big pharma or corporate interests. And 
many people know this, uh, but many people don't. Like media, most media is controlled uh, as a controlled agenda. So if you don't know what Operation Mockingbird is, you need to look that up. I also recommend you check out Century of Self by Edward Bernays, or about Edward Bernays, his Sigmund Freud's nephew, about uh, psychological operations and manipulation and groupthink. And uh, also the interview with Yuri Bezmenov, who's a former ex-KGB psychological operations. And a lot of that is what I'm witnessing right now in our world. And so it's like, it's just craziness. And uh, the other thing that I want to bring up was the idea is like, we're all in this together. Um, you, you add on this, um, you know, this, this, uh, group think like we're all in this together right so you've got the hive mind but also this altruism where you need to do this for the better of other people for sure uh for the betterment of other people absolutely that's human nature we are good people but the thing is they could be saying that in china um and they've used this in the past this is you know if you study history if you look at Khmer rouge in cambodia i was also in cambodia i went to the killing fields um, I learned about how that happened. I, you know, talked to some of the locals, some of the historians and was just like, how did people turn against their families and friends and end up murdering them? Uh, you know, they literally had trees where they chopped their heads off with machetes. This is absolutely insane. And this was in the nineties. Well, guess who did the head chopping off the people who sided with the government. And this is what's happening now. Guess who, you know, was uh the third reich and side with hitler the people who sided with the government you know it's just like so when has there been a time in history where you where you sided with the government and you did this amazing peaceful thing as they were taking rights away and condemning the other side condemning people trying to take away their freedoms and so we say we're all in this together but that's not true we're only in this together for some people you know, we're not in this together for people losing their businesses. We're not in this together for the increased suicides that are happening to our children and teenagers. We're not in this together for people who are stuck in abusive situations. And when you look at the data for that individual that says, hey, you know what, maybe I'm in an abusive situation. Maybe my son really needs uh, or daughter really needs to play with their friends to socialize again because, um, you know, social distance, six feet. Okay. Well, if it doesn't spread asymptomatically and pretty much no kids are dying of this, um, then why are they not hanging out? What is that doing to their psychology? And, you know, if you were to debate this on, on either side, and I have, I've gone into, um, you know, a doctor's feed uh, in my local area posting some of the stuff and I haven't got a reasonable rebuttal for anything because there's not even a leg to stand on on, on any of this um, for the harm that we're doing with the lockdown, with this, these oppressive, oppressive measures. And so we're not in this together. We're only in this together for those who want to impose on other people, right? In, in the view for, that I hold and that a lot of my friends and colleagues and peers are holding uh, is about freedom, is about freedom of choice. And yeah, of course, these people, you know, have all the people that are research, they do good for a living. They research health, they contribute to humanity, they want to make the world a better place. And they're saying, hey, what we're seeing here is oppression. And we're trying to share that information with you. You believe a different thing. Um, but my research and, and my views are, are different than yours. But you want to mandate yours on me. You want to make that, uh, you know, you want to make that compulsory. Um, because you have this, you know, idea of altruism and 
we're all in this together and all that other propaganda, but the evidence on one side is much stronger. And that's just my opinion from my own research. And we would need to have an open discussion and, and swap information to kind of see if we can get back on the same page. And so where have I seen this before? It goes back to China. I've seen that before. And I remember talking to one of the translators at the Shaolin Academy and I had asked her, I'd just come back from to Nepal meditating with Tibetan monks. And I wanted to learn about Buddhism. I want to learn about meditation. I wanted to be enlightened. I wanted to be all those different things. And when I asked her about religion, um, she visibly looked nervous. And I'd asked her a question about politics. I was like, what is it? How does it work over here? And she looked visibly scared. This is a human being that had a physical response to a question about their government and religion. So whatever is going on over there culturally is probably not ideal. It's not really free. It's not really uh, expansive. It's not really safe. If you're going to have that response, because you may recognize, oh, my own government is actually killing people. You can go to jail for having Facebook. You can go to jail for having YouTube. Well, how do we spread information now? YouTube and Facebook. And one of the stupidest arguments among many stupid arguments is, oh, you're a YouTube researcher. Well, that's dumb for many reasons. Number one, anybody can share information on YouTube. That's what it's for. You can learn how to uh, fix a car many different items of your car. You can listen to the president speak. You can learn about history. You can learn about physics. So all of it is information. So if YouTube, you know, is no good or Facebook's no good. So why is it just the television screen? They're both screens and uh, only at six o'clock and CNN, whatever your choice is, that's the only information stream you get, um, you know, and it's dumb. Um, so you believe that. And you'd also have to look at the fact that, you know, there's only a few people that own that one direct information stream. And I was talking to Joe Martino, who is the founder of Collective Evolution. And a few years ago, they, that website and many other independent websites experienced huge censorship, a massive, because they, they always track their numbers and they had a massive decrease in their numbers. And he said, that was the point where independent media was becoming more popular and more viewed than the mainstream because less people were watching TV, they were moving online. And so they needed to censor them. My podcast was censored. I was going at uh, over two years ago now, I was at 150,000 downloads a month and now I'm at 30,000. So, um, could be censorship. It could be that the show is, you know, it was doing good and then it was terrible. Um, but uh, there's been a lot of amazing guests on. And so there's something suspicious there, but it's actually happened to many other people. And now when you look at what's going on, they're censoring so many people. This is unprecedented in history, the amount of censorships going on. So when you look at that, such intense and aggressive censorship, unlike we have never seen in history, that's a red flag. There are so many red flags, it's unbelievable. When you look at um, the narrative coming out of the mainstream about uh, this is the virus, we need to lock down for two weeks. You remember that when it was two weeks? What have we had now? Three months now or something like that? And then at the end of it, now we're enforcing mandatory masks. And most people out there, they've 
they don't really research this. They don't investigate. They, you know, they just go about their life because they have freedom and they have autonomy. So they don't need to. And that's fair. And right now, it'd be really wise to look a little bit into propaganda, to look into independent news sites, to verify your information, to um, have multiple sources. I liked Tom Campbell when he was on the podcast. He's a physicist and uh, talks about simulation theory. And if this is a simulation, we're in the hectic part of it. So how do we create a positive simulation? But one of the things he said, he's like, you know, information when you're looking at it. Well, the first thing he said is that we used to have, the, I think he called it the fourth estate, which was the news and journalism. And they were to keep the politicians honest because as humans were fallible, right? If like back in the day of 60s, 70s, 80s, whenever, it doesn't matter what time, if someone's offering you a ton of money to do something unethical, there's a good deal of uh, the population that will make that choice and then the people that aren't in politics believe that this person that's in power is, is um, helping them. Um, oh, shoot. So to go back to the Trump thing, now I've, I forgot to finish that thought. So, you know, when I looked at what Trump did for hydroxychloroquine, everybody, you know, I posted that. People said, oh, you're a Trump lover. It got really mad at me. I was like, no, I'd like this is a, something I researched and it's actually viable. So then it comes out. And that it actually is a viable treatment, but people lost their mind because they didn't research it. And then they said, oh, you know, Trump is doing this and that. They said, oh, you know, he's telling you to inject all this stuff. Well, light therapy is actually a real thing. There are some amazing alternative medicines. I've seen some stuff uh, and I know about some stuff and it's really fantastic um, and it's viable, but people kind of really got upset there, uh, you know, and just mocking him, which is fine. Um, what else did he do? Oh yeah. So the, the vaccines being optional for me are a big deal. And I like that. I like that. He said that now you look at Canada um, and what Trudeau has said, well, we actually funded China. We gave money, uh, millions of dollars to the Chinese military. That makes me feel uncomfortable because of policy, because of when I look at China and what's happening over there and having been to China and experienced a communist country. Um, and also knowing about the fallen Dafa, the organ harvesting and all the things that's going on over there. I don't want that here. And you can see that um, with Hong Kong right now because Hong Kong was independent. They had, uh, what was, their slogan was like two countries, one, uh, or one country, two systems. And they had freedom there. They had autonomy. They ran their own thing. But now it's being imposed and encroached. And so I thought this from the beginning. I was like, could this be World War III? Because I've studied how wars work and propaganda and things like that. And when I look at, uh, you can look at old interviews. Uh, one of them is Iron Mountain. Uh, this one, probably not the most credible because they say, could it be real? Could it, could it not be real? I don't know. Um, but Iron Mountain, a report done by Kennedy, apparently when he was in office and assessing the threats that America would face if they had peace, but also ex-CIA agent, agent uh, Bob Cooper. Is that what it is? Bill Cooper? You guys will know. You'll figure it out. Um, but uh, he does an interview and, and says some of the same things. And ex-KGB agent uh, Yuri Bezmenov, also you can look at those interviews and they're saying very similar things um, onto how you would destabilize a country. And when you look at the states, it looks like it's being destabilized right now in an election year. And that's something to definitely consider that an election is coming up and um, all the craziness that is happening behind the scenes. What else did I want to talk about? Um, so, yeah. So when I look at uh, China and I have looked at what they've done and their influence in Canada, 
as far as policy. And then, oh yeah, so then you go into the human trafficking thing. And so Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, again, looking at the policy of what he's putting forward, he has defunded uh, support for human trafficking. And if you're looking at the news, you may see more information about human trafficking. This is something that, again, I became aware of you know, maybe five, six years ago, and then began to really look into it and see if I could do anything about it and volunteered a little bit with the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. I invite you guys to check out their YouTube channel to check out their research and their interviews. They're doing amazing work. And it's so awful, you can't even imagine. Like, I think that someone starving to death because they don't have enough food is awful. Um, and I think that's worse of die, worse than dying of a coronavirus or the flu at old age. That's my personal opinion. Um, but you know, the numbers are very different. 9.1 million people per year die of starvation. Um, coronavirus deaths, which are massively inflated, um, are not even close to that. And we're not talking about that. That's not an issue. Um, and so there's just a lot of things going on on this planet that are not ideal. And so the human trafficking thing, I find out about that. And they say a low estimate is 200 million people. They say are in human trafficking positions or situations. And it could be as high as 600 million. We don't, we don't know. I think it's 300,000 kids in the States alone go missing. 300,000 in the States alone uh, go missing to human trafficking situations. And um, so when I look at Trudeau and he's saying, hey, you know, we're going to defund support for human trafficking victims. We don't have funding for that anymore. And we're going to give millions to China and the CCP uh, party and uh, to the military. That is very concerning to me. That's a big um, red flag. And so I'm just going to end my rant there because I'm just going to keep talking about uh, various things. Who knows if it'll be uh, coherent. But I just want to bring all that stuff up because I think it's important. We need to look at what's happening in China. We need to look at what's happening with Falun Dafa um, and the persecution over there. We need to have our eyes open to the human trafficking pandemic because I think a lot of this coronavirus is a big distraction. And we need to open our aperture a little bit wider. Sure, look a little bit at coronavirus. Um, but if you're going to have a discussion or a debate, actually investigate it. If you look at headlines and you only look at the mainstream, you have one very narrow view that is more likely designed to hypnotize you to have a belief and act emotionally than actually have a perception of facts. And there are so many different powerful ways to use propaganda, to use hypnosis, to use persuasion to get people to believe things um, in certain ways. And uh, the powers you know, in place in these situations know this and this has been known since the early 1900s and perfected over time it's a very real thing it's a very effective thing and if you don't understand it if you don't know it then you will definitely uh, succumb to those effects and if you think that you're above that do not think of a pink cat and if you were able to not imagine a pink cat in your mind um you might be pretty uh pretty solid but one of the other techniques that they use among many other amazing techniques is to use repetition is the godfather of all, uh, all hypnosis, all persuasion. And we're just seeing it over and over and over again. And I think Joseph Goebbels, who did the propaganda for Hitler, said something like um, any good propaganda campaign needs to stick to you know, a few simple points and repeat them over and over again. And he said Every, anything repeated over and over again will eventually be accepted as fact. And that's what I'm observing right now because 
everything that was said at the beginning, 3.4% uh, death rate, we need two weeks to flatten the curve, it spreads asymptomatically, none of that turned out to be true. And yet we are still moving down as if it were true, doing these, the wiping the counters, like it doesn't live on virus, but wiping the counters um, and all this madness. And at the origins of all this, you're going to need to look up uh, germ theory versus terrain theory. And so they have not even isolated the coronavirus uh, sat satisfying coach po coach postulates. That's hard to say. I had to practice it. Uh, what is it? I'm going to leave it there. Coach, K-O-C-H-S, Cox, Cox postulates. Coax, there it is, Coax postulates. And uh, look up Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who can explain that in detail. He was on London Real. He was on um, Del Bigtree Show, which is also getting censored. And very interesting stuff, but they haven't satisfied, they haven't isolated the virus satisfying that. Um, but when you look at germ theory versus terrain theory, there's a lot more evidence for germ theory being a better theory because... Uh, or sorry, terrain theory being uh, a more sound theory than germ theory, and germ theory is just a theory. And so there's a little bit of truth to both, but one of them is a lot more empowering. One of them has a lot more uh, evidence, more sound evidence, more sound reason when you look at the weights and scales and actually do your own research. And so that's a very fascinating thing. And then you look at the Flexner report, and that's when basically Rockefeller and Carnegie hijacked modern medicine, the pharmaceuticals, and gave rise to the trillion-dollar pharmaceutical um, industry. And now we're kind of moving towards an agenda of forks, forced vaccinations and as some of the talk. And again, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm happy with maybe, maybe Trump's lying, but when he said, Hey, they're going to be optional. I'd be like, yes, cool freedom. Because I don't want a forced vaccination personally. I would like that option. I'd like to have my own medical freedom. And I don't know if that's what I'm going to get in Canada. I know that in China, you could just be a peaceful fallen Dafa meditator as I started at the beginning. And you can be taken from a public place in a park, put in jail and have your uh, organs harvested. That's actually happening. Uh, human trafficking is actually happening. And so these are dangerous things that luckily for me, I don't really have uh, being in Canada. It's not a high concern, but it is a concern other places. And what is happening here is an increase in censorship, uh, rights being taken away, and these draconian rules based on very weak evidence at best and using propaganda techniques, which you know, if you study a little bit of propaganda techniques and again, look at Century of Self by Edward Bernays, really fantastic uh, documentary that I sh everybody should watch now. Uh, you know, I see all this stuff happening and, and it's, uh, it's a little bit concerning. And so when we look at um, the vaccination thing and those institutions involved that have financial interests, you know, Bill Gates is one of the names popping up, but it doesn't take much to look to recognize he has a lot of influence and he actually has a financial incentive just because he has a, uh, the foundation. It doesn't mean he's, he's uh, doesn't want a financial incentive. It just could be power at this, this point, but uh, he's, He's done an interview and he said, yeah, the, the profit is 20 to one and he's worth a hundred and something billion dollars. So when he's connected to all these other institutions and you, and you dive into vaccines and you look at uh, Vax and you look at the work of Robert Kennedy Jr., um, what's in them. And again, I only learned this stuff in the last few months, put probably at least 300 hours in the last three months, try to figure this out and get to the bottom of it and figure out the truth and uh, try to make a good decision for myself and my families and educate others uh, so we can move forward in a peaceful way so that we can use this up as an opportunity to make this planet a better place 
and not go into a place that is more tyrannical, which, which is laid out. And so when people call it the pandemic, all you need to look up is event 201. Uh, you'll see on there, you'll see the World Economic Forum. And now they have a website. I think it's strategic.intelligence. If you go strategic intelligence, you'll be able to find that. And then you click in there and you'd have to make an account to do this. And I should do a video um, just on this. And it's got this map that's 200 layers deep with unbelievable amounts of information on how to roll out the post-coronavirus world, which makes no sense because it's a 0.2% more uh, fatality. Um, it's like doing it for every flu season, but now um, we need, you know, what's on the rollout is the vaccine IDs and all these different things. And it's some scary stuff. And it's similar to what's going on in China. You know, take those people's rights away, um, fear the government and have the, possibility of, of death or something awful happening just by existing in your own country. And so my hope is for freedom. My hope is for liberating a country. And I see uh, all countries, all people, people starving to death. You know, why the hell is that happening? That's, that makes no friggin' sense to me. Um, looking at the human trafficking, you know, 300,000 kids just in the States go missing each year and there's 200 million in human trafficking conditions. How does that stop? How do, we, how do we stop that? How do we become aware of that? Where's that attention in the media to say, hey, holy, you want to talk about a global pandemic? I don't even, somebody who's good at math, just do the difference between the percentage of coronavirus deaths, which are inflated, they're with COVID, not of COVID, with COVID, using a test that doesn't work. Let's just be clear on that. Um, so even with the massively inflated numbers, you compare that to human trafficking, where if you're thinking about a pandemic, the egregiousness of human trafficking and what those people are exposed to is unthinkable. It's awful. And that's happening in numbers that uh, dwarf coronavirus, um, these, these deaths. And so if, we're, if we want to give our attention to something as a world community, of, of what we're capable of as a humanity. Um, it might not be you that, that that's a part of this um, human trafficking thing, but, but as a people, if we become aware of it, if we just keep ignoring it, how are we going to find a solution? So if we looked at our world and, and all eyes all around the world, we're looking at human trafficking and starvation. And we say, okay, guys, let's think together. How can we end these two things and create peace uh, and create freedom so that people are not enslaved. Like there's a, you know, I know the whole black lives matter thing, um, you know, took over the world and now, now it's kind of stopped. Absolutely. You know, they have, they, every culture should not be oppressed, especially systematically. And there's grievances a hundred percent. And when you look at Syria and they actually have a slave trade, that's worse you know, they're both not good. They're both not ideal, like uh, the prison system in the U.S. and how it like institutionalizes and, you know, is, is like um, suburban black areas and, you know, is a private business that you can make money from. Not okay. Not okay. Needs to change. Absolutely. It's awful. Um, and humans being actually like at an actual slave trade in Syria in another country, it's maybe not in Canada and U.S., but it's another country. That is awful. That needs to stop. People practicing a peaceful meditation, a peaceful um, religion or ideology. And, you know, if I were in China, I would probably be, you know, number one guy that they would get because I just want to go out in the park and maybe do some martial arts and meditation. And they're like, oh, yep, uh, we're going to put you in, in jail for some sort of 
stupid crime, uh, public disturbance, loitering maybe. And when you're in jail, you lose all your rights. So we're going to kill you and take your or, uh, organs. That's awful. We, that needs to stop. We need to be, to me, as a, as a global community, those two things, along with people starving to death because they don't have a, enough food, that to me is what would be, um, I think, more reasonable to give all this attention, energy, passion, enthusiasm. You know, you got anger, you know, but it's passion, right, for safety. So to me, those are way more egregious crimes to humanity than the coronavirus. And it's not even comparable in terms of numbers of people being harmed and in terms of um, pain and suffering and uh, the horrendous nature of what it is. And we're due for an upgrade on this planet and we can be a part of that solution. And something that I think about often, how do we, how do I make a positive change when I'm trying to survive and, and provide for my family and, and uh, you know, live a good life? How, how can you even affect change over there? And I feel like you gotta, gotta sort out your own situation. You gotta be a good person. You know, that's first and foremost, be a good person in your community. Um, and I feel like we need to be open to that information. We need to be aware of what that problem is and, and have these discussions so we can start to brainstorm and think collectively about solutions. Because if we keep putting it into a corner that nobody wants to look at, we're never going to find a solution that way. And uh, these are interesting times. So I hope that if you're listening to this, you're, you're doing well, that maybe this was helpful in some sort of way. I invite you to do your own research and investigations to, you know, just think critically, um, take care of yourself. One of the other analogies I gave was, you know, we're a warring civilization. And so back in the day, if you're like a samurai warrior, you'd look and you see these samurais coming and you say, oh crap. Well, if you just stay there in fear, it's not the most ideal situation um, because you're not going to be prepared. So, and if you also ignore it, you're also not going to be prepared, right? If you just ignore and kind of brush it under. So I don't think that that's the best way either. Um, I think that we need to just prepare ourselves in how we can and, and live a balanced and good life and um, take, take in the information from both sides so we can be aware. We can look for solutions. We can find other people trying to find uh, solutions. We can align for people who uh, are trying to make a difference and do something positive. And so I think that's, an opportunity we all have, no matter what we believe, is to, I think, allow other people their freedoms, I think is important. I think that if you're oppressing somebody or you're on the side of oppression saying you must do this, um, that goes against natural law. It's, it's overcoming someone's free will. So like religious rights, right? Um, you don't just enforce something on, on someone else. Like the Christians did that to the Native Americans in Canada and U.S. And it's still happening in China with uh, people going over there and enforcing these religious views on, on other people. I don't think is a, is a positive thing personally. And so if we can allow other people their beliefs, but their beliefs can't be imposed on you or harm you, that's a natural law. You know, you don't go around harming other people, taking their things. You just essentially be a good human and look for opportunities to collaborate and to make your environment, your community, your family, your friends, and, and uh, everyone around you make their life better. And we're not living in a system like that right now. And so all that's required is for us to imagine something 
to work together, even in small pockets, three people, 10 people, 20 people, um, and work towards a solution together. And I love the idea of Team Earth looking at the planet and saying, hey, you know, what if Team China and Team USA and Team Canada and Team Sweden, uh, all the people began to work together rather than opposed to each other. And, you know, if China is a threat, it's a threat of communism. Um, it's a threat. It's a it's a syst- it's a systematic threat. It's a threat of a system of a way of life being imposed on people and taking their freedoms away. That's that's what f- for me is nerve wracking when I see this big censorship coming up. And I was in China, I know what that's like, and I saw the fear in this woman's um, body when I asked simple questions. That's not a system I would prefer to live under. I'd, I'd prefer to live under one of uh, freedom, of kindness, of uh, collaboration, of community, and so if those people individually have an opportunity, they, they don't need the government to say it's okay to cooperate. So if we are lucky enough to have the freedom to choose to cooperate with our fellow man, wherever they are in the world, um, I think that that's a good thing. And I think that one of the underlying dangers, it's actually quite overt, is, is what's happening is, is the media is conditioning you to be afraid of your fellow man. Stay six feet away. Don't see their face. Um, it's very dangerous. It's an incredibly dangerous idea to be fearful of your fellow man because what we need is cooperation, is collaboration, is kindness and compassion towards one another. And what's being conditioned is to be, af- be afraid of each other. And it's unfounded. It's not even like it's based on something that is proven and undeniable and terrifying. It's based on a bunch of lies, 0.26%. If you have a healthy immune system, you got nothing to worry about. Um, take care of your body, germ theory versus terrain theory, right? You have a, you have a good, healthy body and uh, you should be fine with whatever because the body has a virome. Uh, you're going to be healthy, um, but we're even getting social distancing with kids. It, it, it's, it's just madness. It's complete madness. And um, so how do, and even if you hold that belief, how do we come together as a community in some sort of way? Because um, it's very challenging and we'll see how this unfolds. Uh, it's been changing every day, every week, every month, there's something new going on. And, and uh, let's, I'm going to just keep looking for solutions, keep researching, try to find the truth of what's going on, being open to information on both sides, try to make a good decision for myself, for my family and community, look for opportunities to help each other. And, you know, on the flip side of all this um, dark stuff, I have seen a lot more, coming up about human trafficking of things like that, that's getting more exposure. So maybe that's coming to the surface so we can heal it. So we can find an opportunity to greatly diminish that on the planet. So if we're losing, you know, if there's 200 million people in this situation, how do we get it to a hundred million in, you know, three years or less? And how do we get it to 50 million in five years? And how do we get it to like 50 million? God, like even a million people on human trafficking is way too much. A million people is such a huge number, you know, coronavirus is, I don't know what they say, 500, maybe higher now, but again, with people dying with COVID, you die of cancer, they do the test and say, oh, he had COVID. He died with COVID. That's not a COVID death. What that is, is like, oh, there's some brand new thing. Um, you know, we'll call it COVID and it's brand new, which is, it's a, it's a form of, uh, uh, forget now, um, but a, a type of virus that we're aware of. So it lands on you and then you're dying because of that. That's not what's happening. What's happening is the person is dying from a thing, like a heart attack, heart disease, all these different things. And then they're getting tested and they also had this um, 
you know, in their system using a test that's not even designed to find viral condition. It's an absolute garbage test. You need to look up the PCR test if you don't know what it is to understand. Um, and so those numbers aren't even close to the people in human trafficking conditions of uh, 1 million or 9.1 million people starving to death. And so what if we start looking at this as a humanity together um, and we stop, you know, giving a blind eye to it and say, let's find solutions. We can do this. Let's figure out our own autonomy, our own freedom, our own uh, ability to expand, to learn, to collaborate, to be harmonious, uh, find our own footing and offer that to others. Because what I'm seeing is the footing in an institution in communism in China and what that is and how scary that is. And it's coming here, censorship, removal of rights, uh, you know, this attacking of, of people, you know, you're, you're into this polarization. You're not free to say what you want because you'll be attacked by group mentality and it's bringing out some of the worst in humanity already. And uh, we need people to be strong and compassionate and look for solutions and say, Hey, I'm going to build a solution here. Who wants to come with me? So I said I was going to end this a few times. We'll leave it here. Hopefully this was somewhat helpful, but I'd like to just uh, wish you all of the best wherever you are in the world. I uh, hope that you and your family are doing well and um, that we can, you know, I think that the universal force, you know, Star Wars or whatever, the, the life force that governs this planet that we all have access to, if we just continue to connect with that, with collaboration, with seeking genuine truth, living in compassion and kindness, and uh, looking for solutions and doing something to um, create those solutions. I think that we're going to be okay and we're going to figure this out. And what I'd advise people to not to do is, is try to, is to attack their fellow man, no matter what, um, you know, try not to attack them verbally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, in any way, you know, treat your fellow man with kindness, even if they have an absolute opposing view. And that's really what's a big challenge here because, um, certain people want to really mandate and, and really shame and really go nuts on the other side. And, and, you know, if you can just allow them to be whatever side you're on, just allow them to be and be kind and compassionate and honorable to that person, to the best of your ability, because, you know, as a martial artist, if somebody comes and they're being violent, you have a right to defend yourself, right? That's what, that's what, you know, you can defend yourself. That's when the, you know, you want the violence is the very last thing. You can run really fast in the opposite direction. You know, you can make a joke. There's a way, there's so many different ways to avoid conflict, but there comes a point where you're stuck up against a wall and the person is continuing to come and you have to defend yourself. That's, that's the, you, you've just got to this point and, and I don't want to see our communities get to that point. And you shouldn't be, if you're the one who's, you know, attacking someone and, and making them feel like they're getting to the edge and they're, they have nowhere to go. You're the, you're the one who's the aggressor. You got to quit it. You got to stop that. Let them be, who they're going to be mind your own business um, and be uh, a person who is uh, positive, who, you know, even if you think coronavirus is the deadliest thing you've ever seen, what can you do to make the world a better place without imposing your views on someone else, because not everybody believes that. And the science is weak on that. So, you know, even if you have the total opposite view, what can you do to find a solution to make the life of your family, your friends, your community a little bit better and, and allow that individual to be as they are. You know, I, there's a lot of people on this planet that are um, not ideal. Uh, they don't do great things and, you know, they can exist where they are, but, 
I'm not going to, I don't support them, but I'm not going to go try to mandate any of my beliefs on them because life is a very interesting thing. Uh, freedom is beautiful if we have it. And I think it's fundamental here as in the human experience to have freedom, genuine freedom. And if, and if you look at the planet, so many people don't have any freedom at all. They're in literal slavery. So if you can get into a car, if you can move about freely, you're one of the lucky ones on this planet. And we need to recognize that and we need to extend our compassion so that we can give that opportunity to other people on the planet. And you know, if what you're choosing to do is be very aggressive and forceful to your fellow man based on your beliefs and you want to oppress them and take their rights away, um, that's how atrocities on this planet have happened and continue to happen. And there's a great presentation by Mark Passio just talking about um, how order followers keep the system of slavery in place. Order followers. And so we need to look at what we are obeying. And uh, there's a lot of interesting psychology and, and um, history on how good people have done bad things like Khmer Rouge, World War II, uh, Rwanda, different situations where good people start to do heinous things. And we need to be aware of that as individuals so we can educate ourselves and also as a collective so we can heal that and we can make better choices. So thank you for listening. I hope that this was helpful. Have a beautiful, amazing day. Find solutions. Um, we're in this together on a spiritual sense because uh, we're all human. And so if we can connect to that goodness and that compassion and uh, integrity within ourselves, you know, with truth, um, universal law, you know, natural law, not, not legislated law, universal law. We all know what that is. We all know not to harm. We know what good and bad is. We know what that is. And so let's connect to that and um, act accordingly in our communities to put out a, a signature of what we want to create and how we want to respond to this. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Peace.